Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. And today, like we do every week at this time, we're going to spend, oh, about the next 55 minutes or so talking about anything and everything soap. This week, though, it's a little something different. We're not going to be talking about the soaps that play out weekdays during the daytime hours on your television. Instead, we're going to be talking about soaps that play out somewhere else, somewhere that's near and dear to me, the Internet. Over the past few years, as our televised soaps have shrunk in numbers, I've gotten a lot of emails from fans who want me to suggest to them a new soap that they should watch. But more and more, though, soap fans are tuning in to the Internet, the very place that was supposed to have been the savior for two of our recently canceled soaps. And they're finding high-quality entertainment that using the same serialized storytelling format that our soaps have used for years. But what does it take to get a web soap off the ground and onto the World Wide Web? How does a web soap go from a figment of a creator's imagination to an actual product that we can tune into and enjoy? Well, I hope to answer those questions this week as we delve into the world of web soaps right here on Soap Central Live. As always, you guys are invited to take part in today's show. So if you have a specific question about web soaps or want to chat with our guests, you can do so by calling into 866-472-5788. It's a toll-free number, and in case you missed it, it's 866-472-5788. You can also tweet your questions at Soap Central Live or follow along with me, Dan J. Kroll, on Twitter. It's easy enough to do. So coming up a little later in the hour... Marcello Lanfranchi, the creator of a planned new web soap, Tomorrow Waits for No One. You sort of need to do that dramatic echo uh, when you say that. Tomorrow Waits for No One. He'll be here to talk about the challenges that he's faced in getting his web series up and running. And then later, We Love Soap's Roger Newcomb makes his first appearance here on Soap Central Live, and he's going to preview the third annual Indie Soap Awards. But first up, let's talk about two highly acclaimed web series that just so happened to be two of my favorites. So what do you say? We just get on with today's show and introduce the guests. Steve Silverman is the writer, director, executive producer, and pretty much everything else that you want him to be for Pretty, the series. This year, Pretty leads the pack of Indie Soap Award nominees with 13 nominations. Now in its third season, Pretty's season finale will be airing this coming Monday, February 6th, at prettytheseries.com. Steve, welcome to Soap Central Live. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Well, it's just you and me for now, but what do you say we bring on someone else to liven up the party? Anthony Anderson is the award-winning creative force and star of Anacostia, the series. He was a winner of Outstanding Lead Actor last year at the Indie Soap Awards, and Anthony is nominated again this year. And Anacostia has six total nominations. You can check out the series at anacostia-thewebseries.com. Anthony, (laughs) welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you, Dan, for having me. Thank you so very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm glad that both of you are here. So I would have to say, you know, there's some soapy elements in both Pretty and Anacostia. I'd imagine that you'd have to be, well, maybe you don't have to be, but I'd imagine that you're fans of the daytime drama series. So let me start alphabetically, and we'll go to Anthony. Are you a soap fan? I'm a huge soap fan, uh, a, a huge soap fan. Um, I I actually couldn't watch uh, cartoons until the soaps went off, um, and at home as a kid, so I started out watching everything, um, everything that everything that you can imagine. I, I just started out working, uh, watching those shows, especially as a little kid, um, because there was only one television in, in the house, and it was usually controlled by Big Mama. So, <laughs> so, so she had to watch her stories. So that's how I got sucked into that world. So yeah, I've been hooked ever since. What's your first memory of soapdom? My my first memory, I think, with a lot of people, would have to be Catherine Chancellor from The Young and the Restless. Is is just her and her and her legendary rivalry with uh with with, with Jill Foster Abbott, um and 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 just that, and then moving over to um all my children with Erica Kane and then General Hospital. Who who doesn't remember Luke and Laura? Um and 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 it's just continued and just continued since then. Okay, well, that's, I think, a lot of people, certainly, even if they, they don't watch the soaps that you mentioned, who doesn't know <laughs> Mrs. Chancellor or Erica Kane? So let's turn the spotlight on Steve. Steve, what is your experience with soap operas? Uh, wow, I mean, it was just a constant in our house, um, you know, from a young age. And then for me, I have a little bit of a different story because I, uh, the, I graduated college and two days later began in 1992. Um, I began uh, an internship at the Soap Opera General Hospital, and I oh, moved wow. on from yeah, I moved on from there to work at Days of Our Lives. It's it's kind of funny how everything comes full circle. Um, it's just kind of weird, but uh, yeah, no, I've 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 been a, a big fan for a long time. For me, what happened was um, my sister, who's about seven eight years older than me, she came home from high school, and this is before VCRs. So my sister came up from high school and said, we have to watch a show. My friend Nancy and Diane are going away for a week, and we have to watch a show called General Hospital and write down everything that happens. And we were hooked. We were hooked immediately. And it was really interesting because the storyline that hooked us was the Leslie, Rick, Monica, Cor- uh, Monica Cormain, the triangle. Mm-hmm. And then you flash forward all these years, and Denise Alexander is one of my closest friends. It's very weird how the world <laughs> spins and works out and you know i um i did an internship at at, uh, at days of our lives when they buried carly alive that summer that's when i worked there and um i had lunch yesterday with krista morris and crystal chappelle herself from venice and uh we were sitting there talking about that and i was just laughing at how again how funny things are when everything just you know sort of comes around uh and sort of completes itself Oh, I definitely believe in things work out the way that they're supposed to and sort of those little cosmic 
oddities. Uh, those are the things that really make the sort of the day-to-day living a whole lot of fun when you can sort of make those connections. So let's make a connection for folks who are listening. Uh, you know, we've talked on the show before about some of the, the web series that are out there, River Ridge and Venice. We've talked about Pretty. But for folks, Steve, who maybe still don't quite understand or don't know what Pretty is about, how would you describe it? Uh, I think you might be better <laughs> better at this than I am. So how would you describe Pretty? Well, you know, Pretty never, we, we never set out to do a soap opera. Um, what I set out to do was, it's, I like to say it's toddlers and tiaras and the office had an illegitimate baby, and that baby <laughs> is Pretty. That's how I describe it. It's, um, when we did the first season of Pretty, it was six characters, and I literally just loved Toddlers and Tiaras so much that I just took Toddlers and Tiaras and I just took their own plot lines and I just sort of made them a little bit bigger than life. It's the story of Michael Champagne, a proud pageant dad. He has one wish, and that is to see his five-year-old daughter win the Miss Star Eyes pageant. Um, of course, his five-year-old daughter is played by a 35-year-old actress. And that's where the comedy comes from. And then what happened was, is in the second season, I wanted to expand our audience. We had done fine. We had a couple thousand viewers. But I knew that there was more of an audience out there for us. And so we hired on my friend Kirsten Vangs, who's on Criminal Minds. We hired on Melissa Peterman, who was on Reba. We hired on Jennifer Elise Cox, who played Jan Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. And then we hired on my very good friend, Denise Alexander. And of all those people, and to no fault of Kirsten's, Melissa's, Jen's, or anybody's, Denise's audience came in full force because they wanted to see her again. Right. And we joke, if you blink, you miss Denise in the second season of Pretty. She did two scenes, one in the second episode and one in the seventh episode, the finale episode. And then when we came back this season, I knew there was an audience there, and I'm no fool. And if they're there, you know, and they want more, they wanted more Denise. And, of course, you know, when you say Denise, everyone's like, oh, who else can you get? And we wound up getting Martha Byrne, and we wound up getting Mary Beth Evans. And then our big get that we worked on for quite a long time is we got Jeannie Francis. And we got Jeannie Francis to do um, her very first web series, just the way we did with Denise. And so we're, we're really a comedy. And like sometimes I try to say, oh, we're not a soap opera. But then I realize, well, let's see. Um, the children that these two, this married couple had, may or may not be fathered by the father or the uncle. And then my main character, you know, had this amazing growth spurt that nobody seemed to notice. And then there was an ex-wife who tried to come back and, ruin everybody's lives. And then I realized, you know what, I pretty much am writing a soap opera. So there you go. Well, Anthony, do you have any 35-year-olds playing 5-year-olds in Anacostia? Uh, no, but we have some 35-year-olds acting like 5-year-olds sometimes. <laughs> uh, so and how would you describe Anacostia? Well, um, basically, it's a similar uh, to... Um, Steve's story, it actually started out when I, when I, was, when I was initially writing it. Um, it started out, um, it, it was going to be an uh, independent film. And, and, then as I, and then as I was writing it, um, a very good friend of mine named Cynthia James said, this is so good to be just a movie. We should break it out and just have it like be episodic. And, 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 and I thought about it, and there wasn't that many shows online when we when 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 we did it so i just wanted to do it for um uh fun purposes and it sort of caught on but for those people who don't really know what anacostia is it's a 10 episode uh dramatic series full of ratchetness 
<laughs> um, um, for uh, those people who don't really know that much about Washington, D.C., Anacostia is a subdivision in, in Washington, D.C. Um, it, it used to be known as a very uh, crime-riddled crime area. Um, of course, Washington, D.C., that area of Washington, D.C., is predominantly African-American, so uh, our show is predominantly African-American. African American, with, with the exception of Martha Byrne, who came on and now season three, and um, it's a drama. It has everything that you would want. It has intrigue, mystery, suspense, uh, great dialogue, um, very diverse and interesting characters. Um, and I think that we have a, I think that we have what a lot of um, soap operas don't have, and that is a. Um, or or have not had, and that is a that that is a realistic portrayal of a same sex couple of a same sex um, minority couple on on our like on, on our show. And a great draw with that couple is that you have a lot of heterosexual couples that have contacted us saying that looking at what they go through is no different than what they go through in their relationship, and they had no idea that they had the same problem. So. Uh, bit by so bit by bit, we're sort of trying to um, educate people and entertain them at the same time. And really, to me, if I can jump, if I can jump in, also to pat sure. you on the back, Anthony. A great thing Anthony does is your episodes are like twenty five minutes long. Yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. you're getting a full half hour. You know, yeah. whereas pretty's about ten minutes long because comedy works better short and fast, in my opinion. But you're you're getting a full on soap right there. Yeah, it's it's uh um I I had no idea that a soap that a web series um and that's just my um naiveness when I started this is just I had no idea that that um a standard was supposed to be between like 5 to 8 minutes long and um it's been a great thing um but then it sort of worked against us too because a lot of the festivals that that accept web series they they only accept up to 8 to 10 minutes and our show is naturally Past that, so there are uh, there are a lot of great festivals that we would like to enter, but but because of that particular rule, um, um, we don't get in. But I see slowly but surely uh, some of the other um, web series. I ain't gonna say no names, but some of the other <laughs> web series have started to take our cue and make their episodes longer as well. But you know, you have well, to be a comedy. Leader. Comedy may be the only thing that's best done short and fast. Yeah. Uh, we have a caller with a question for Steve. It's Drew from Canada. Drew, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. How are you? Hi, Drew. I'm good. How are you? We, uh, well, I'm good. I think we're all pretty good. We understand you have a question, so I'd love to hear what you have. Yeah, I was wondering if there was going to be a season four of Pretty Steve. <laughs> Or if you're, like, planning anything? Um, we are. You know, I'm always planning, and my head is always moving. Um, it really comes down to the availability of our actors. It comes down to um, financial money. We are actually, um, we have something we're working on that I can't talk about at the moment because we're finalizing it this week, and actually we're meeting with some gentlemen on Sunday. But we have a, mm-hmm. an announcement we'll be making next week about Pretty. And um, in my heart of hearts, yes, I would like there to be a season four. And I have the story mapped out in my head, and um, I've written some of it down, and hopefully I don't forget it. And um, there, there's plans for it, uh, but we'll have an announcement on that probably um, sometime next week. So stay That's tuned. Awesome. And Drew, you are from Canada, is that right? 
Yeah, I'm from like the Atlantic where it's really, really, really cold right now. Drew is one of a, a, a trifecta of, um, I know that she is because she's on Twitter all the time. She's a trifecta of our pretty fans. There's Drew, Aaron, and Shannon, and they met uh, via the Internet watching Pretty and Criminal Minds, uh, which Kirsten is on, and they're from three different countries, the United States, England, and, and Canada, and, and we were wow. through web series able to create a, a best friendship right there. Yeah, thank you so much for that, too. That's the awesome. Magic they're really, of the Internet. really close friends. Well, thank you, for, thank you guys for all your support, and thanks for calling. Thanks, Drew. No problem. All right. Well, I think what we should tell people, perhaps, Steve, is that there is a new pageant therapist in town. In fact, I have the uh, certificate hanging here in my office. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming to set the world of pageantry on its ear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. Like I told you privately, I'm getting over bronchitis, so that's why I sound like hell right now. We we have this thing at Pretty where <clears throat> we'll we'll do anything to make money so we can keep doing Pretty. So <laughs> what I like to do is after an episode airs, is I like to sell on eBay any item that was in the previous episode. <laughs> so I sold we sold all of all but one of Jeannie Francis's Dr. Kate degrees, and you bought one, which is hilarious. We did it on eBay. That's we a sold, hustle we sold, right there. We sold so much stuff; it's ridiculous. We sold um, uh, like two weeks ago. We sold uh, the, the ski masks that Melanie Hutzel and Martha Byrne wore to take over the pageant, the hostage situation. We, I have no shame. If I could sell, like you know, and she'd let me. Terry Simmons would let me sell her bra and her underwear, and I would do it in a heartbeat to make money for the show. Anthony, what will you sell to make money? That doesn't sound good, but you know what I. <laughs> what? Uh, and, and, and sold and anything because, to raise money? And because I'm sure somebody is my in, in my family is is listening to the show, I'm not going to answer that question. But <laughs> uh, what haven't I sold to uh, fund uh, to fund Anacostia? I've 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 cleaned, and this is in all seriousness. I I have uh, I have cleaned friends' homes. Uh, for, uh, money, I have, um, I have watched, I have dog set, uh, friends' dogs as, as, as they've been out of town. And I'm sure some, some of my cast members are listening like, oh god, he's telling the truth. Um, I have done whatever I needed to do that was illegal. And that, that, that was legal. And that was not one of the oldest professions in America. Um, um, to make sure that the show, um, stays afloat. And I think, uh, that's one of the things that I really, really love about Steve is, 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 is that Steve has his work ethic that come hell or high water, his show is going to go on, um, regardless of what he has to do. And I, and I saw, and I saw that firsthand when I was, um, guesting last year on Pretty. But, um, I, I think, I think that we do what we have to do. Like when you love what it is that you do, um, just like with your, with your, with your show, um, I think when you genuine, I think when you genuine, genuinely love what you do, you will do whatever it needs um, to be done to make sure that it continues, and that's what I um, do on a daily basis. You know what? Yeah. For both of you, it shows so much in your work. I mean, you you, you watch these series, and you can tell that there's a, a loving hand crafting every single episode and that's what i've enjoyed that's what's brought me into it that and you know the the drama on one side the comedy on the other yeah and i think that's what's what appeals to so many other people and i know that uh, as long as you guys are willing to commit to doing these series or other series in the future uh soapcentral.com will be there behind oh, you to make you. sure that you guys can continue oh, thank you. 
Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. It, I, it I, I just feel like um, I'm honored to, to even know Steve Silverman, honestly, because I didn't know Steve. Um, I watched his show prior to last year's Indie Soap Awards, and then I met him uh, briefly at last year's uh, show. And then for him to ask me to be on his show um, for that third season, I was incredibly flat, flattered, and I can't even find – I Steve will go the rest of his days not knowing how – how much that meant to me for him to reach out and ask me to, to do that because he didn't have to. And so, and yet, um, I'm, and yet I have not been invited to do one scene <laughs> and I'd be brilliant on Anacostia. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have seen, but you may want to watch There's an episode of pretty that I am actually in. And it's one of the most incredible performances you've ever seen in your life. I mean, you know, basically, you know, piss off Jeannie Francis. Cause I'm amazing. No, I'm kidding. Um, the, the, the amazing thing uh, that if I do pat both Anthony and myself on the back, the amazing thing that we have been able to do, that Crystal Chappelle has been able to do, that that a group of people, that the Empire people have been able to do, we've done multiple seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And there are so many web series out there right now, especially in the soap opera format. They do one season, they're out of money, and they're pretty much done. Yeah. And in terms of a, a soap or, or continuing story, people want more. Drew, who just called in, Shannon, Aaron, Sandy, we, uh, Michael, Stephen, I can go on with names of, of, of Amy, of these fantastic fans that we have. And they are so passionate about our show. And a lot of them came on board because, oh, they love Jeannie Francis, or they mm-hmm. love Anthony, or they love Kirsten Vanksis. And now they love the show. They love what the right. show is about. And, right. that's, and, you, and, and you've experienced that, Anthony, with all yeah. the people you've gotten from Martha Byrne, Martha, who now absolutely. love your show as what it is. And I'm so, um, you know, I started here, it's hard to believe, I started, I'm here 20 years in L.A. Um, this May. And I met Stacey McQueen, who plays Annette, 20 years ago. And she has been my friend since literally the day I moved here. And it is so amazing that I'm, I started my career at a soap and I'm still sort of doing it. And I, and I believe in that audience. I believe in the audience that is listening to us right now. I believe in them so much about their, I, I know what the passion is and the want of every day to spend time with people. Um, well, maybe you can't spend time with your family or you choose not to spend time with your family, but there is that connection, and I understand that. And that's what, you know, we provide. We provide in a very comedic, funny way, and Anthony provides it in a dramatic way. But this is the evolution. This is where it's all going. I think it's really, it's really um, amazing, and it's, it's pretty incredible to watch how many people are coming into this forum. Well, we have uh, one of the, at least one of your viewers, we have Jamie from Pennsylvania who wants to oh. quick call in. Jamie, oh, welcome God. to Soap Central Live. Jamie? Maybe Jamie doesn't want to be a part of the show. What did you say? What did you say to Jamie? I didn't say anything. You know, maybe, well, I don't know. We'll see if Jamie shows there. But we're almost out of time for the segment, guys. So I want to give you uh, each the last little bit of time to maybe let fans know what's ahead to get them to tune in. If they haven't, give it your hard sell. We'll start with you, Anthony. Um, well, uh, well, starting. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you once again for having me and Steve. Um, I can't wait to see you both soon. Um, well, coming up for coming up for Anacostia, we dive right back into um, our episode starting next week with episode five titled "The, the Bigger They Are." And for the Martha Byrne fans out there, they will see Martha. 
I, I think they've seen Martha so far in a way that they have never seen her before. This particular episode, uh, this particular episode, mouths are going to be on the floor with what she's going to be doing in, in this upcoming episode. And um, we have five more episodes to finish out our season. Um, and I'm just looking forward to delivering what I think is going to be one of the most talked about uh, climaxes of, of, of any well drama um, and I'm excited to be a part of this huge community that's ever growing. And once again, Steve, you, I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am to know you, to be a friend, and to have worked with you. And anything you ever need from me, uh, you are, you already know. Don't even hesitate to ask. Wow! And people can find Anacostia at. Um, on YouTube for easier viewing, they can go to YouTube uh, slash Anacostia series and they can check out all the shows up to this point and last season and the first season as well. And thank you guys for supporting. Thank you, Dan, as well. Oh, absolutely. And Steve, what can we expect from the season finale of Pretty coming up on Monday? Well, you can expect a lot of things. You can expect Anthony Anderson is in it. You can expect that Martha Byrne is in it. Um, Melanie Hutzel's back. Um, uh, Jeannie Francis returns, um, and she uh, will have uh, her final decision on Michael Champagne's fate, his fate Ooh. of whether he will ever be allowed to go to a pageant and participate again. And we have two major cliffhangers um, uh, that will happen in this episode. One, of, one about <clears throat> five minutes, 15, I'm getting my numbers wrong, about nine minutes in, and then the next big cliffhanger hits at about 12 minutes. And we're going to give you a really nice ending to this story. Um, we, we're sort of wrapping it up um, just in case we don't come back. But uh, I think you'll all be extremely surprised as to how this season ends uh, for the Champagne family. And after that, that's this Monday. After that, we'll do some behind-the-scenes pieces. We have an incredible one-on-one interview, actually two-on-one interview, with Jeannie Francis and Denise Alexander that's about 15 minutes that they did for us. I don't even think we're going to edit it. I think we're going to just, you know, put a fade up and a fade down, let you see the whole interview. It's pretty incredible. And uh, we'll be doing a lot of behind-the-scenes pieces. We'll be at the Indie Soap Awards uh, in February. I look forward to seeing both you guys. And if you want to check out Pretty, it's really easy. It's pretty, theseries.com. There's three seasons to take in. And um, I just want to say thanks to you, Dan, and thanks to you, Anthony, and Thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to all the fans and everyone who continues to support all these shows. Um, and the only thing we, the, the thing you can do for us that is more than we could ever ask is you just tell your friends about it, tweet about it, absolutely, Facebook about it, and just you know when you're with your friends, say, "Oh my God, have you seen this show?" That's the biggest compliment for all of us. Well, I want to thank you both for being here. We have to take a quick commercial break. I think there's no better way to go to commercial than to play 2011's Song of the Year from the Indie Soap Awards. It's called Gumdrop the Unicorn. <laughs> Steve, Anthony, thanks for being here, and hopefully you'll be back on the show again in the future. Thank you so much. I would love to. Thank so, you all right, so let's much, take a yeah. listen to Bye, Gumdrop the Unicorn. There is a unicorn, and his name is Gumdrop. And he lives on Gumdrop Mountain And he likes to eat jelly bean pizza for breakfast And he has a magic hula hoop And its favorite number is eight Which just also happens to be my favorite number His name is Gumdrop the Unicorn 
And then last Tuesday He died Talk, talk, talk That's all we do is talk If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Today, we're continuing our look at the world of web soaps. And before we go on, I just want to assure everyone that no unicorns were harmed in the making of today's show, so you needn't worry about Gumdrop. Uh, it shouldn't come to any surprise to anybody out there that most of the web soaps that are online come from creators who are fans of the soap opera genre, just like Stephen Anthony in the last segment. My next guest is no different. Marcello Lonfranchi is the creator of the web series Tomorrow Waits for No One. It's a series that started off as a text-only series back in 2003. So how did Marcello decide to take the plunge in create a video-based web soap? Well, it's time to find out. Marcello, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you. It's good to be here. I love the way you say Tomorrow Waits for No One. Well, if I had, you know, if we had a little bit more of a budget, I would have a, a, an echo machine. But for now, it's just me making, you know faces and, and running my hand over my throat to make it tomorrow <laughs> waits for no one. So, okay, you're obviously a soap fan. Let's get a little bit about your soap pedigree. What soaps have you watched? Which ones do you love? All the good stuff. Well, when I was three years old, my mom would put me down in the afternoon for a nap, and I would wait about five minutes until I figured she was asleep and on her nap on the couch, and she was a fan of As the World Turns, 
Usually by the time I snuck out and sat on the floor next to the couch, uh, the edge of night would be on. So that was my, the first one I was hooked at on when I was about three. I'm sure I didn't really understand anything that was going on, but there was just <laughs> something about that genre, the, the people, the close-ups and the, the dramatic pauses and all of that that I just found captivating. And then um, when I was about 14, I really got into um, All My Children, One Life to Live, and General Hospital. And One Life to Live was always my favorite. It was actually my second favorite because I love The Edge of Night more until the very end. But uh, it's been One Life to Live ever since. So I've been distraught over the past year, and uh, I haven't even been able to bring myself to watch the last episode. Oh, Wow. Well, I won't tell you how it ends, so we'll keep the mystery alive. So I mentioned that Tomorrow Waits for No One began as a text series. I'm assuming that that was partly fueled by your passion for soaps. Yes. Um, so how did it come up? Well, it was actually uh, it, it's loosely based on a true story because in 1995 in the San Francisco Bay Area, there was a man who ended up in the hospital and he had full-on amnesia. He couldn't remember his name or anything about his past. And so it was an intriguing story. Um, and as the story unfolded over the, the few days, um, he may have been wanted in some southern state, I think it was Alabama, in connection with some sort of crime, like he was a suspect or something, but they weren't sure. And then a couple of days later, they were seeking to extradite him. And then the Oklahoma City bombing happened that he didn't have anything to do with. But it just blew all the other news off the pages. And so I never found out what happened to that man. And for eight years, I would sort of just fantasize about the next step in that story. And one day, I just sat down and started writing. I didn't think of myself as much of a creative writer up until that point. And, uh, but like within a couple of days, I had 100 pages. And then I started wow. releasing them um, as installments just on the Internet. So the video edition of Tomorrow Waits for No One, is it uh, strictly, uh, would you say it's exactly the same as it was as a text-based series, or have you done some editing and tweaking? And more importantly, uh, how did you get to make the decision to go from text-based to having something play out just like a, a real televised soap? Right. Um, well, originally it was, I used to call it the soap opera for people with ADD because <laughs> it was really just a few paragraphs every week and um and it was mostly action punctuated by uh dialogue and then i noticed after a couple of months it was the opposite it was mostly dialogue and there would be action here and there but it's because the the characters voices just came alive in my head i always say i'm just transcribing what they're doing um i'm not actually writing uh but so i just kept going um i had always envisioned it as you know, as I was writing, it was as it would be on the screen. Um, and so I always had a fantasy about um, someday producing it, um, but didn't really think it was feasible until I discovered a web series called Hidden Frontier, which is a um, uh, an amateur Star Trek series, and they do everything in front of the green screen. And I thought that answers all of the questions about how I would deal with all of these different sets. So originally, three, four years ago, when I you know, jumped off the deep end and just decided I would put an ad in Craigslist, um, 
I thought, okay, well, that was what we were going to do. And the person who ended up being the first director said, no, 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 we can do this all on location. We can do it. And so we shot a pilot episode that debuted two and a half years ago. Um, and that was all shot on location a lot at the University of North Carolina in Asheville and people's backyards. And a friend of ours who was working on the project lives uh, on a dead-end street. And so we had a, a car scene, the aftermath of a car crash. And so that was able to be done right there. And we didn't have to worry about blocking off traffic. Um, but then that's not really feasible to do it on a weekly basis. So we're back to building sets. And what we're going to do is build several sets. And then I think we'll probably do some green screen here and there. And then every once in a while, a location shoot. Well, what are some, in addition to that, what are some of the challenges that you're facing? I'd imagine, like we heard in the last segment, money is probably the biggest challenge. Yes, money, money, money. Um, it really is a rich man's world. Uh, I was able to squirrel away about $8,000. The, the pilot, we spent $800 on. And wow. it came out pretty darn good considering of the 40 people involved, maybe 36 or 37 had no experience whatsoever. Um, so even if we just spend the $8,000, that's 10 times as much as we did on the uh, pilot. Um, but we're also raising money. I wanted to round that off to a nice $20,000 so that we could do at least three episodes and then continue. So we have a Kickstarter campaign running right now where we're trying to raise that other $12,000. Okay, and we will put link to the Kickstarter campaign up on our Twitter feed and also on the Soap Central Live page so folks can get more information. But while you're here today, I know that you know some of the things is people wonder, they get the everything in order and then they don't know what to do with the series once they have it. I would like to put out there today that when you're ready to go, we will gladly host the Tomorrow Waits for No One on SoapCentral.com so that you don't have to worry about that. You'll have a platform and you'll have access to all of the soap fans. So certainly if that's something that you want to do, this is like a proposal. You don't have to say now, li uh, yes, live on the air. It's something that you could think about. <laughs> but if you'd like to, we'd love to have you. That is really exciting. And I believe then this, this would be the first uh, original scripted content that you would have on Soap Central, right? Yes, you know, it's just normally it's just me sitting around chatting and, and whatnot. I guess that's more of a reality based, such as it is with my life. But yeah, it would be the first scripted content. I think that's something that, you know, soap fans can really get into. I mean, they're soap fans after all. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I would love that. I have a, a potentially, I'm in talks still, I have a potentially a new producer. And so I'm going to have to feed some control of stuff, but uh, no, I'm going to push him on that. This would be kind of a dream come true. Well, that would be amazing. Uh, I can't believe we're almost out of time for this segment. So let me give you uh, one last chance to let people know what they can expect from Tomorrow Waits for No One and hopefully maybe when they can see it. Okay. Um, well, it starts off with a bang. There's a man being chased through the woods by two thugs shooting at him, and he runs into the path of an oncoming vehicle and gets hit. And uh, and then the story starts from there, like, who is this man? Why were they chasing him? Uh, the, the, the man who hits him uh, pockets his wallet. Is he involved? You know, so it's all, all starts off with a good mystery. 
And then there's the standard love triangle with three other characters that should be a lot of fun and fireworks. Um, we are going to be building sets very soon. We have a studio. Um, and so it would be great. You know, in a perfect world, we would start shooting by the end of this month. Um, given the world that we live in, I'm hoping <laughs> that we can start sometime in March. But uh, I, what I'm planning to do is sort of a, a making of as we're doing it and even as we're building sets and stuff where, where we'll tape some interviews with the cast and, and uh, you know, just show some behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, so conceivably, there could be some content to, to build up towards the first episode in, like, May, maybe. And All then right. hopefully this summer sometime, the first episode would debut. Sounds like a plan. Marcello, I want to thank you so much for dropping by and visiting Soap Central Live today, and we'll have you back closer to launch date. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate being here. Well, everybody, we're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back on the other side to talk about the Indie Soap Awards. Stay tuned. Soap Central Live. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live and our look at web soaps. Roger Newcomb is a huge supporter of all things daytime. In fact, his website, We Love Soaps, has declared 2012 the year of the soap. 
On February 21st, he'll be presiding over the third annual Indie Soap Awards, which are the preeminent award for honoring excellence in the world of web soaps. If you don't know about the Indie Soap Awards, you're about to find out because it's very important to the future of all things online entertainment. Roger, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thanks for having me. So for folks who may want to know, people love to know all about the people's past with soaps, let's get your history. When did you start watching soaps? And, and you know, let's go from there. Um, you know, probably the same story as a lot of people, just from birth. Like, it was always on. Uh, the same story as Anthony Anderson earlier. You know, my mom watched, and it was always on a certain channel, so she watched CBS every day. So my earliest memories are Search for Tomorrow and Young and the Restless and Guiding Light and As the World Turns. Um, probably some love of life in there, too, but that's a little more fuzzy in my brain. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, as soon as I got my own TV, I was watching Another World and Days of Our Lives and then all my children, and so it just kind of expanded. At one point, I was somehow taping like eight of them on my VCR, and sometimes Ooh. it was 30 minutes of one and 30 minutes of another because we didn't have repeats <laughs> then. There was no soap net or online, yeah. so I did the best I could to keep up during the school year. Well, how about this? This might be an easier question for you then, Roger. Is there a soap that you didn't watch? Um, you know, as a, as a young kid, I, I didn't watch General Hospital or One Life to Live. Um, but it's it sort of by the 80s, I was watching them all. And then, you know, I'm, I have a history degree is one of my, one of my degrees. And so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a soap historian as well. So I've, I've gone back and read everything and watched every, every episode I can at, like, the Paley Museum. But, but they're not... Those are two shows I didn't watch as a little kid. Everything else just seems like I have more memories of those shows than I do of my own life. Although I remember being outside playing all the time, but apparently I was watching TV 24 hours a day. <laughs> oh, my God. I think there's a lot of people out there who could probably uh, – they're sitting sort of searching the recesses of their mind to see their earliest soap memories. So 2012, Year of the Soap, what does that mean? You know, well, well we're producing uh, these Indie Soap Awards. This is the third annual and as we were screening those, uh, we put out the nominations the third week of December, and, we, and you know, we watched them throughout the year and rate them. And, and this year, there were so many more. And from the first year to the third year, the, qual the quality and the level of, of, uh, of the production and then the talent has just grown so much. And, and, you know, probably almost 200 web series we screened. So between wow. that and then, you know, we cover a lot of primetime series, and, and there are more primetime serialized programs than ever. And some of them are happy to be called a soap, like a Desperate Housewives or even a Revenge. And then some may not necessarily label themselves as a soap, but it, it, it's totally a soap, you know, like a True Blood or a Mad Men. They're all serialized programs. Everything is either serialized and scripted or it's sort of serialized in reality, which I, I try to ignore. But, uh, you know, we've lost all these beloved daytime soaps, and nothing can replace that. But in terms of the sheer volume and number of hours and number of shows, there's never been more, uh, you know, serialized, scripted, drama and comedy, soapy programs on television and the web. So, uh, you know, we just decided to declare it the year of the soap. And plus, you know, we, we tend to get these mainstream articles. You and I love soaps and daytime soaps and primetime soaps. But when the mainstream covers our genre, especially daytime, it tends to be it's over. People are tired of soap operas, and it just yeah. that really infuriates me because I, I I see the passion for these web series, and I see the passion for Gossip Girl and 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 all the ABC Family shows, which which are, are number one in teen viewers. So teens are flocking to these 
primetime soap operas. So I really don't like the attitude that soaps are dead. It's just, you know, some network conchos have decided they don't want to air them in the afternoon, but uh, I think they're more alive than ever. Well, it is funny, too, that you mentioned that a lot of the primetime soaps or primetime shows that are soapy, don't want to be called soaps for one reason or another. I think that's all a mental hang up. But one of the other things that you and you talking about that that really struck me is you mentioned something like 200 web soaps. And I know that there are a lot of folks who are listening who may only be familiar with some of the web series that are sort of affiliated with soap stars like Venice or uh, The Bay or Empire. How does the average person out there, how do they find a web series that's the perfect fit for them when they may not have heard of some of them? Um, well, you know, that, that kind of ties into the indie soap boards, I think. You know, we, 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 we try to screen them, and this is, you know, this is our, our, you know, what we think are the best of the best, right? I think if you took a look at, like, those best web series and we divided them up into dramas and comedies this year because there were so many, you know, take a look at those because there's a show like Thurston, which is a Western. <laughs> oh, wow. And then there's a show like Ragged Owl, which is sort of a Twin Peaks meets Dark Shadows meets The X-Files. And then there's, you know, Divinity, which is sort of a dynasty, glamorous, over-the-top campy soaps or like a primetime soap. I mean, there's so many different things, but these are really the, the best of the best. And I, I would start with those and just give them a sample. Uh, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, t- less than 10 minutes. So it, it's easy to sample. It doesn't take a lot of time. And uh, and they're a lot of fun to watch. Well, I want to make sure that we don't run out of time for today's show, and there's a whole lot of stuff about the Indie Soap Awards that I want fans to be able to know. The first, uh, if fans are in New York City, are they able to attend the ceremony? Yes, we've opened, we, we just opened it up in the past week to, to the public, so there's, there's still some seats available. So it's February 21st. It's at New World Stages, and that's where... Uh, you know, it's in the heart of the theater district, and, and Avenue Q is there, and Rent, the new Rent is playing there now. And there's, there's, they actually have eight shows per night, different theaters. So we're, the, the theater is black on a Tuesday night. So we have the whole theater. It's really cool. There's, there's a kind of a networking open bar before and, a, and, and after, and it's going to be a really fun time to, to support your favorite web series stars. And, you know, that includes people from daytime soaps that you'll know, Broadway actors, primetime actors. It's just a great mix of different people. Now, we have to be realistic and know that not everybody is going to be able to travel to New York. So for the folks who can't be there, will We Love Soaps be posting the ceremony online for them to check out? Uh, there will definitely be a production of the show that will be aired later, and there will be an announcement about that very soon. Okay, great. About, so but it's going to be, you know, the, the, the venue is bigger and better, and the actual presentation is going to be bigger and better so it's, it's it's really exciting all the way around to see the shows grow and to see the awards grow and everything is headed in a positive direction and that's one reason why we're promoting this year of the soap because a lot of the press we see about soaps is very negative where you know from my perspective it's very positive oh well, i mentioned earlier in the show that pretty has 13 nominations and anacostia i believe has six what are some of the other uh web series that have a lot of nominations this year well, uh, you know, in the comedy space, pretty, you know, and and bandwagon probably have have the two most. They're they're just fabulous cast and so funny. It's Steve Silverman, and and, and he's sick right now, and he's still funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's just the most naturally funny person I've ever met, and and he's so brilliant. And 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 you know, with, with our daytime soaps, we don't tend, you know, in the, especially in the past fifteen years, we just haven't gotten that kind of fresh blood, new ideas, and 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 new stories, and. And, and with someone like an Anthony Anderson, 
uh, you know, he's telling this, it, it's almost like an African-American desperate housewife set in an Anacostia neighborhood. And it's, it's uh, you know, we don't get the t- kind of diversity on daytime that you can see in these shows as well. So, uh, you know, definitely uh, we, we love Sundays. There's a show called Sundays. It's so quirky and strange. Uh, Out with Dad, Divanity we mentioned. Uh, Thurston is, is this Western series. Uh, Fumbling Through the Pieces stars Hillary B. Smith. Um, we, I could go on and on. There's just there's so many great shows out there, and and these people would would never get a chance to write a daytime soap or probably even a primetime soap. Uh, it, you know, the industry can be really closed off, and a lot of people have said, you know, we're going to take it to the web. We're going to put our ideas out there no matter what. I think that one of the things that you really hit on is that with the daytime soaps, there is always someone overhead saying what you can and cannot do. And the fact that web soaps don't have that, it really allows for a far more level of, of creativity. If you, if you watch Pretty Season 3, where the season finale is coming up, <laughs> I, I almost guarantee you nothing that Steve Silverman has done this season would have been approved to be on <laughs> network television. <laughs> so it's all brilliant, but, but some stuff sure would have like nixed it. So uh, you know, check it out. It's very, very funny. Well, we are almost out of time, Roger. I want to give you the last word to let people know how they can find out more about the Indie Soap Awards. Uh, you know, you can go to wheelupsoaps.com or www.indiesoapawards.com. You know, um, yeah, if you're in the area, definitely check it out. It's, it's going to be a very fun night. Uh, support your favorite web series. And if you can't make it, just, you know, look at the nominees and just start just start looking up those shows on YouTube or Blip TV or the SFN or the different places they air because they're, they're, it's really worth your time. I'm so excited to uh, be going this year. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and, and getting to salute all of these great web soaps. Roger, thanks so much for dropping by, and hopefully we'll have you back. It won't take uh, two and a half years to get you back on the show. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dan. I'll see you at the awards. Absolutely. Thanks, Roger. Bye-bye. I want to thank everybody who's been a guest this week on the show. Pretty Steve Silverman, Anthony Anderson of Anacostia, Marcello Lonfranchi from Tomorrow Waits for No One, and the Indie Soap Awards' Roger Newcomb. Don't worry out there if you've missed any of the details or web addresses on how to check out these web soaps. You can find links on our Soap Central Live Twitter feed. You can also get links by visiting the Soap Central Live show page at soapcentral.com slash radio. While you're there, you can check out all of our other episodes, download them or stream them for free. That's all for this week. I'll be back here again next week for more from the world of soaps on another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.